everybody, I'm Dave Lane. We want to welcome you to the Parent Pause. I know that parenting can be difficult, and so I'm excited to be able to be here to encourage you in your journey as a parent. I'm also excited to be joined by my amazing co-host, Emma Smith, who happens to be my daughter. And we're going to talk about parenting, and I'm going to be coming from the perspective of a parent. And Emma's going to be sharing some things from the perspective of my child. And so we're going to share some times where I did it well, and sometimes where I fell short. Because we all know this, that parenting isn't perfection. And there is no perfect parent. So, we hope this encourages you. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I am here with my father, Dave Lane. Dave Lane. Yeah. Your father. My father. That sounds so official. You are my father. my father. (laughs) Yeah, we're excited that you joined us. We are going to begin a two-part series, Em, on Mm -hmm. aiming our kids towards true greatness. And uh, it comes from a book that I read, which I would highly recommend, by Dr. Tim Kimmel called Raising Kids for True Greatness greatness Hmm. and it talked about the fact that the world has a definition of what success is and god has a definition of what true greatness is right and so today we're going to look at how the world defines success and then the next time we're together we'll talk about how god defines true greatness Hmm. let me read this statement and tell me what you think of it it says this it is easy to get preoccupied with preparing our children for what they do rather than who they ultimately are. Yeah, I think this is kind of what our culture pushes Mm -hmm. at us. Um, The whole idea of doing, 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 right? Like making sure your kids get or get the good grades so they go to the good college so they get the good job and there's so many other aspects where it's like or they they play sports, right? Mm -hmm. And you want them to play sports and, and become um, this sport, sports athlete or whatever mm-hmm. it is, yeah. there is this aspect of like, you want your kids to do well. Yeah. And so you focus on the doing instead of who, who is my kid? Yeah. Who, like, who are they? Yeah. What do they, like, what is God actually asking them to do? What are the gifting and skills that, that God's giving them? And like seeing them more as like who they are instead of just the things that they can accomplish. Yeah. You know, as I read this book, I wish I had read this book when you guys were young. Because what this book helped me understand is that there is a difference between success Hmm. and true greatness. Listen to this. Success looks inward. Hmm. True greatness looks upward, then outward. Success loves what it sees in a mirror. True greatness grieves over what it sees through its windows. Mm. Success is all about my agenda. True greatness is about God's agenda. Success accommodates selfishness. True greatness celebrates selflessness. Mm. And I like this. Success pays off for now. True greatness pays off forever. Mm. Like if I had read that when you were young, I'd be like, man, that's what I desire for you. Right. But because we live in this world, we tend to push success we tend to push the worldly things yeah and not and not not unintentionally right Right. and not that they're all bad either right Mm -hmm. but it's that whole perspective between 
seeing the things through the world's lens yeah. and seeing the things through God's lens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, I love what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. He said this, Do not store for yourself treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break into steal. But store for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Hmm. And so when I think of success and how the world promotes it, success is actually an illusion. Hmm. And and tell me, what 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 is an illusion? When I say the word illusion, what do you think of? Something that isn't actually real. Yeah. It's like an oasis. It's like distorted, right? yeah. You see it and it seems real, mm-hmm. but as you get closer to it, you realize it isn't. I think of like the times when you're driving down the road and it's like a really warm, hot day. Yeah. And you look down the road and you think that there's like a puddle of water. Yeah, it's but the oasis. Not. Yeah, and oh, you yeah see, okay. And you see oasis. Yeah. And you think, oh, there, but when you get there, there's no water. Right. But you aim for that, right? Mm. And so the success illusion is this. And I bought into it as a parent, too, that our kids have to be the smartest, hmm. the fastest, the prettiest, the best connected, the most popular, the best outfitted, the best rewarded, and the most confident. Hmm. And I don't know about you, but as a parent... And you'll probably experience this someday. If you chase after that illusion, that's exhausting. Yeah. And I would say as the kid, like if a parent is constantly like pushing these things on their kid Mm -hmm. and they want their kid to be perfect, this is exhausting for the kid as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that fear of failure becomes heightened Mm -hmm. in their life. Yeah. And so in this definition as a parent, we can get sidetracked. And what I want to do real quick is I just want to talk about how does the world define someone who has experienced great success. Mm-hmm. And there's four things they talk about in the book. The first thing is this, is wealth. And they said this, that our culture is driven by it. And uh, Ecclesiastes 5.10 says this, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever mm-hmm. loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. Now, do you know who Rockefeller was? Some rich guy, I know that. He was a very, very wealthy guy. And he was asked, when do you know you have enough Hmm. when it comes to wealth? Mm -hmm. And he said this, just one more dollar. Hmm. So there was never a satisfaction. It was like, I just need one more dollar. One more dollar will satisfy me. One more dollar. And it kept going and going and going. And it consumed him. Hmm. Right? I remember when I was in high school, um, I was really good at accounting. And uh, we, uh, it was time from grade 13 to go off to college university. Right. And I was called down to the, the, the guidance counselor's office because mm-hmm. they wondered why I hadn't applied for university. Because in their mind, my guidance counselor thought you'd be a great accountant. Right. And when I told him I wanted to be a pastor, he actually laughed. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. He says, because Dave, you need to realize this, that most accountants focus on numbers and they don't like to interact with people. Mm-hmm. You do. And because you do, chances are you could be a partner. Right. You'll be the one dealing with the clients. Yeah. And he says, by the time you're 30, you could be making six digits. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there and going, thinking to myself, man, like, am I making a mistake? Because being a youth pastor, I never got close to six digits. Right. 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 And so I remember going home and having a conversation mm-hmm. with my dad. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because like, if your dad had the same response as the guidance counselor, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have done it, yep. right? And so there is there is power in what 
a parent says yep. to their kid and what they instill in their kid, right? Yep. And and thankfully Nana and Papa instilled in you that yep. money isn't everything. Yep. That that glorifying God is ultimately your first yep. and foremost goal. And so because of their perspective, encouraging you, like that's a part of why you went into ministry. Yep. Obviously God called yep. you into it, yep. but their encouragement definitely yeah. encouraged you. Well, I remember what what my dad said to me was simply this: "Is what does God want you to do?" Mm. And I was like, "Well, that's a no brainer. He wants me to be a pastor." Right. And my dad said, "Okay, you got to go for it." Yeah. And like I said, I've never made six digits, but I've realized that it's not about wealth. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think as parents, what we want to keep in mind is this: is we want our kids to have enough income that allows them to carry out what God has for them, Hmm. their greatest purpose in life. Right. And so if God does give your child wealth, teach them to use it wisely. Because I know a lot of wealthy people who who are very godly, and they realize the reason why God's given me wealth is so that I can help others. And to glorify Him. Exactly. And so it's not, wealth in itself is not a bad thing. Right. It's the love of money. Mm-hmm. That's the root of all evil. It's the perspective. It's the perspective on it. Because mm-hmm. money is a resource that we can use to glorify God. Yeah. So the first thing is wealth. The second thing that they define is beauty. And I would mm-hmm. also put health in there. In fact, our culture is defined by it. And 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says this, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who can who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves, and they compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. There's a lot of themselves in that verse. <laughs> there is, yes. And it's interesting because beauty, well, you work with young people, Em. You right. go online, oh, and they're bombarded, right? Bombarded with these beauty standards and this this culture that is constantly pushing them towards themselves. Exactly yeah. what this verse is saying, yeah. right? Of look at me, look at me, look at me. And there's two different perspectives of it. There is the, the um, like, be super skinny and fit and beautiful. Then there's this other side of, of, of body positivity, which I'm not saying is bad, but the issue is, is it's still focusing on yourself, yeah. right? Where as believers, we're called to take our eyes off ourselves, look around to others, just like we were talking about in the first little bit, um, the things that you talked about, like, that shift needs mm-hmm. to happen between right. like myself, look at me, I'm selfish compared to look at people around me, mm-hmm. right? And identifying, like your kids need to identify themselves not by what they look like, not by by things on the outward, but what does God say about them in, in his word, mm-hmm. right? And so there's that really big yeah. shift. And so um, we want to clarify this. Mm-hmm. This is not just a female issue. No. This is a male issue too 100%. because I remember... You know, you go on Facebook, because I'm old, I go on Facebook, <laughs> right? But there's selfies of guys in the mirror flexing their muscles to show. And so there's this idea of, as a guy that I have to have this certain physique. Right. And so as a parent, what we really want them to understand is this, is that beauty is more than skin deep. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so we need to help them line themselves up with not how the world sees them. Right. But how God sees them. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And when God made them, he didn't make a mistake because mm-hmm. the Bible clearly says that we are made in God's image. Right. All right. The third thing is power. And it tells us that our culture is intoxicated with it. And James 4, 6 says this, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. 
And then verse 10 says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Mm. Power, like, I like that word intoxicated. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because if you're powerful, what does that mean? It gives you like almost like a, a high, like yeah. a like a emotional high of being like, look at me, right? Yeah. Like, look at how far I've come or look what I've done. Um, and there is like this feeling of, look how great yeah. I am. And I think power, we'll do anything to get it. Mm. And we will bulldoze people in the path and not even care. Right. Right. We want to get to a point where we have people that we say, basically, we tell them to jump. Mm. And they say how high. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And what I would say is this, is that power in itself is not a bad thing. Because I think this power comes with true greatness. But here's the difference. It's not sought after. Mm. If you read through the Bible, you see a lot of people that God gave power to. Right. But it was a result of God using them right. to lead. And, and they were clear reflections of God. Yeah. We also see like like different kings in the Bible that God clearly gave power to. Mm-hmm. And we see the difference between them actually humbling themselves before mm-hmm. God and letting God use that power yep. and ultimately realizing that that power isn't there as it's Christ. Like yep. it's from God, yep. right? Um, compared to power hungry kings who yep. who ultimately had a had a fall. Like they, they yep. fell from yep. from power because they rebelled against yep. God. They started off well. Right. But they allowed the power to go to their heads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So just a little review before we get to the last one. So I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to test you here. What okay. was the first one? It was wealth. I'll give you that one. Okay. <laughs> the second one was beauty and or health. Right. Yep. The third one was power. Power. And here's the last one, and I think this is a huge one: is fame. Hmm. Our culture worships it. It says this in Luke seventeen thirty three. Whoever, keep, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. Mm. Right? I'm amazed watching Hollywood mm. and just seeing how those people, those famous people, whether they're actors, whether they're sports, whether they're uh, music artists, mm. how they are worshipped mm. and how people wear their clothing. They, It's everything. Like they want everything of them. Right. And it's just so, it's, it's crazy. They and become think- idols. I think also like for those people in Hollywood, for those people who are famous, they're constantly striving to keep their fame. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is exhausting. Yeah, it is. And so here's the thing is, I, again, fame is not bad when it finds you, hmm. but it becomes dangerous when it drives you. Right. And so you think of some people who are famous like Mother Teresa and Billy Graham. Like Billy Graham was was basically known as the pastor for America. Right. He sat down with every president in right. his lifespan. Right. Right. And so that's not bad because they it was it was given to them. Uh, it's not about they're not famous because of who they are. Right. They're actually famous because of who they follow. Right. That's how I would summarize it. Yeah, and I think when it comes to that, it's the same thing as the power thing. Like when you when God gives you the platform that you're given, right? Because there are people who are godly people who have been given platforms. How are they going to use that mm-hmm. for the glory of God? Yep. Because we see in our culture, it can go to your head. Yep. And so it really comes down to, like, are you going to point that fame back to Christ? Mm-hmm. Are you going to point that fame back to God? Yep. Or are you going to sit it in yourself? Because yep. if you sit in it yourself, it's going to go to your head. Yep. And 
pride comes before the fall. Yeah, that's right. Right? So. So the world would define success as wealth, beauty, power, and fame. Now, here's the interesting thing is I don't think the world forces us to do this. Hmm. It lures us hmm. to do it. And so I've actually brought an object because I love objects. Now, I know at home you cannot see this, but what I have here is I have a fishing lure. And so my question to you, Emma, is this. When you see this fishing lure, what stands out to you? Um, it's not a trick question. <laughs> Um, I want to say the color, but I don't think that's what you're wanting. <laughs> okay, well, I can understand why it stands out to you. So let me let me let me phrase this again. Okay. Emma. If you're a fisherman, yep, and you look at this lure, right. what stands out to you? I would say the hook. The hooks. Yeah. And how many hooks are there? There are three sets of hooks. There's three sets of hooks because each hook has three hooks on it. Right. So there's actually nine hooks here. So one mm-hmm. hook, it's called a treble hook. There's three treble hooks with three hooks. Okay. And on the end, what you'll notice is this, is you'll notice there's barbs. Hmm. And what that means, it goes in, but it doesn't come out. Hmm. So if you step on one of these, it's not a pretty picture. That's painful, okay? yeah. So when the fisherman looks at this, he sees the, the hooks. The hooks, yeah. Now, Emma... Mm-hmm. What do you think you and the fish see? <laughs> the color. The colors, things. right? So it's got an orange belly with yellow. It's got black on the top. It's got black stripes on the side. And a red eye. It's got a red eye. And on the front, there's a piece of plastic. You know what that does? It makes it move, hmm. right? And so when the fish sees it, it gets so excited about the color, like you do, and the movement that it right. bites it. Hmm. Right. And so when does the fish realize that there's hooks? Once it's in its mouth. Okay. So here's the question. Why does the fisherman notice the hooks, but the fish doesn't? Do you know? Because the fisherman is the predator. Hmm. And the fish is the prey. Is the prey. Hmm. And so the reason I get that illustration is because that's the same thing Satan does. Hmm. Satan waves this lure of success in front of our eyes. Right. And because it is so it's so it's so alluring, the wealth, the the power, the beauty, and the fame, that we don't notice the hooks. Right. And the reason why is because the enemy is the predator hmm. and we are the prey. Hmm. And so as parents, what I just want to remind us of today is this is don't get lured in. Hmm. by this definition of excess. You don't get lured into it as parents, but also don't push it on your on your kids. Right. Because yeah. next time we're together, we're going to talk about true greatness. Hmm. And we're going to realize that kids that are aimed towards true greatness succeed because it's not about them. And they have a very different perspective. It's about God using them. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today. Do you have, anything, do you have any wise words to say before we go? No, I hope you guys are having a good week. That's wise. See All you right. Later. See you later. Bye bye.